Hey guys, it's uh, Chase with csjoseph.life. So, welcome to the next nine video series. Uh, we're gonna do eight videos on learning about specific components, and a ninth video uh, where we'll be learning about how it all ties together. And I'm talking about the temperaments and the interaction styles and how to utilize them to type yourself and others without using a test. Again, there's a lot of problems with tests. They're inaccurate, prone to weak against human error. Uh, they're incomplete. They only test for your ego and they don't give you the rest of the information. Uh, it's just very limited. And they lead people to have wrong ideas about their type or uh, their ego or any component of their cognition. And remember, type is about one's nature. It's not about measuring nurture which is what Big Five, Hexaco, or um, uh, things like Enneagram and the like, those are what they attempt to test on, or at least a mixture of nature and nurture, and not actually just nature, which is what we are going to be focusing on um, with depth psychology. It's just nature. Um, so anyway, nature is able to be classified in these 16 archetypes according to... Uh, Jung, uh, because Jung identified the first primary and secondary cognitive sense in someone's head, right? Well, he noticed that there were 16 variations, and after and since the chain of custody since Jung to today, uh, we have been able to identify 16 archetypes. The problem is, is that we have a hard time identifying those archetypes. And someone came up with a brilliant idea, Isabel Myers, for example, to create a test with which we can utilize to identify their type. The problem with the test is that it really focuses on just those four letters, like so ENTJ, ESTP, INTP, uh, ISTJ, those types of things. They're four letters, introversion versus extroversion, sensing versus intuition, thinking versus feeling, judging versus perceiving, right? And that's what these tests focus on. Again, it's still pretty limiting and definitely not ideal. So uh, let's dive into the temperaments. Um, so the temperaments came from Plato. Uh, you know, and uh, some people also would say like Hippocrates or Hippocrates or however you say his name. Uh, also did, but not quite. Uh, the temperaments I'm referring to came from Plato's Republic, and those are the guardians, the artisans, the uh, thinkers, and the idealists. Uh, each of those four things is how Plato would categorize people um, in his uh, with his philosophies, as well as those that uh, followed Plato or who Plato followed himself. That is generally how the Greeks of antiquity would uh, basically classify people. They'd, they'd, they'd be those guys walking on the street and be like, hey, you know, there's four kinds of people and they do this and this, etc." But again, it's still pretty limiting. At least the Greeks were definitely on the right track because uh, what they identified was the temperaments and the temperaments are absolutely legitimate. So this video, because um, I just kind of basically did an introduction to, uh, to temperaments, we're just going to start with one temperament, and each subsequent video we'll just go into another temperament, another temperament, until we get to the interaction styles. And then I'll introduce the interaction styles, and we'll just focus on one of those until they're done. And then a final video that will review all of it, uh, and I will provide basically 
a grid on my whiteboard to show how you can utilize these in a times table, like times tables, like multiplication tables, to basically identify your type or identify anyone else's type, right? So, okay. So the first temperament we're gonna talk about are the guardians, uh, according to Plato. Uh, I like to call them the traditionalists. Um, they're the most common of all the types in the world. So there's four types that make up the traditionalists, and that's the ESTJ, the ESFJ, the ISTJ, and the ISFJ, also known as the SJs, sensing, judging types. The sensing, judging types are all about tradition, they're past-focused, they're duty-based, they're focused on safety and protecting, and they'll even go so far as to justify their lying and saying, I was lying to protect you. You know, you see those, you see that all the time in like television for some reason. That's because American television is very SJ focused, right? American culture is SJ focused. We are an SJ society. We are a traditionalist society. That's why military people, firemen, policemen, which are usually almost always SJ types, are revered above the rest uh, in our nation because this is an SJ-focused society. It's not like uh, Japan, which is an NT-focused society, and NTs are the thinkers or the intellectuals, but we'll get to that in a few videos. Um, but SJ types, this is an SJ-dominated society, and our television is dominated by it, every aspect of our culture is dominated by it. What's worse is that SJs make up 40% 40% of the world's population, they are super common. And that is, uh, you know, compared to the others, you know, artisans are 30%, okay? Well, SJs plus SPs are sensors, right? That's 70% of the population those are sensors. And then they look at the intuitives and they think there's something wrong with the intuitives, right? Well, that's, a, that's, that's just not gonna work. That's not how it is. Intuitives are just rarer, right? They're a lot rarer than sensors. But anyway, SJ types, uh, they're the kind of people that always, you know, they always do what they should do. It's not about what they want. It's all about what they should. And they live in the past. Um, they're always aware of the intentions of other people, either from a childlike point of view where they're like, hey, I'm just going to give you what you want or, or just tell me what you want so I know what I can do, you know, that type of thing, or what I should do. Tell me what you want so I know what I should do. Um, or they're just afraid of what other intentions people have and, and automatically assume, you know, it just turns into some kind of like needless paranoia in some cases because, again, they're focused on safety and protection. It's all about safety and protection to these people. Uh, and they, SJs have to be comfortable. It's all about their comfort and they want to receive sensation. They, they're willing to try anything. They're willing to have any experience out there. They'll try any flavor of ice cream, let's be honest. They'll go into any form of social situation. They, they have that, that YOLO type of point of view of, you know, I, I've never done it before, so I'm just going to do it to see if I like it. And then I could say, okay, no, I didn't. So an SJ could be convinced to try anything at one point in time. And there's not really much you can do about that. Now, sure, like once they've tried it and if it has a negative experience, they're never going to forget about it. 
That's one of the things about SJs. They have insane long-term memory access and they can remember everything. They're literally that, that wife that you've had and you've been married to her for 30 years and she'll bring up something from 26 years ago and you're like, really? How, like, that happened so long ago. How is that even remotely relevant to right now? You know, they do that. They'll bring up stuff, old pains, old hurt, old wounds from decades before to make a point in the present, right? Because they don't, rem they, they remember everything. Because they remember everything and they have this long-term memory access, they're all about loyalty. Loyalty and honor means everything in SJs. That's why they make up the majority of the people who are in the military uh, or who are on the police force or who are firemen. You know, those basic SJ-oriented career paths because they're all about protecting people, protecting the United States of America, protecting the locale from fires, protecting people from crime, to serve, to serve and protect. That, that police slogan is everything that is an SJ. It is dominated by SJs. Uh, and in fact, SJs are the little kids that are constantly telling everyone, I'm going to be a fireman when I grow up. I'm going to be that policeman when I grow up, you know? And, uh, and that's why it's become this cultural, um, you know, uh, tradition where we ask little kids, hey, you know, what are you going to be when you grow up? That came from the fact that SJs would always be telling everyone that they wanted to be a fireman or a policeman. And they make up the majority uh, for their temperament on the planet because there's 40% of the population that are SJs. So because of that, they have dominance. They have, uh, you know, and, and our society, especially American society, and in fact, most first world society is basically, you know, biased in favor of the SJs. And if you're not an SJ, you're probably weird or there's something wrong with you. And everyone's trying to make to become an SJ or be like them. And in some cases, in some really bad cases, if you're not like an SJ, you're going to be put on Ritalin. Or you're going to be diagnosed with ADD, ADHD. Or you're going to be diagnosed with autism. Because you're not like everybody else. Because they make up the majority, right? So those are some cultural problems that come because we are in an SJ-dominant society, right? But again, that's what this temperament is all about. Um, past focused. They are always living in the past. They don't really live in the moment. They can, but it's a secondary function to them. Primarily, they live in the past. And it's about what they're experiencing. All about what they are experiencing and the experiences that they can get. They want to receive sensation. SJ types, like specifically in the bedroom, like sexually, they want to receive sensation which means they have no problem being on the bottom. Being on the top is a very secondary thing to them. Imagine an SJ man with an SP woman. The SP woman would be on, on top primarily, where he would be on top secondarily because he's more focused on receiving sensation, she's more focused on giving sensation, right? Because that's what SPs are all about, the artisans. So. Um, so they're past-focused, they're duty-based, they do what they should, they don't make decisions about what they want. Never ask an SJ what they want. That's a bad idea. Um, you only tell an SJ what they should do. Hey, you should do this. Uh, and then you say, well, you should do this because I saw someone else doing it and it worked out from them. You know, because I saw someone else 
did it, I want to do it, so you should do it with me, right? That's how that conversation, that's a very extroverted sensing and I approach to introverted sensing, uh, extroverted intuition approach, you know? Because the SE user is trying to give the SI user, SJs are all SI users, to have that experience, you know? Um, again, they're all about tradition. Uh, if if you don't have traditions, or if they don't have, or if you're not supporting their traditions, they're they're just gonna hate you. Um, they're all they're very regular people. They like to play it safe. They think they're very intelligent in their investing. <coughs> if they're playing it safe and not taking much risks, and then they judge you for being, uh, you know, <coughs> taking too much risk. SJs can be very risk averse, and then they judge other people who are not risk as risk averse as they are, which is kind of really sad, let's be honest. So, but yeah, that is the first uh, temperament. Um, SJ types, ESTJs, ESFJs, ISTJs, ISFJs. Um, uh, some are pretty quick, some are pretty slow. They go at their own pace, you know, very control oriented versus very movement-oriented, but they're still SJs. Pass-focused, duty-based, protectors, uh, safety-oriented, and uh, and it's just, and they make up the majority. So it's very frustrating for me because I'm an intuitive, right? And they look at me like I'm the weirdest thing they've ever seen. Of course, my type makes up less than 3% of the population, whereas like an ISFJ is like seven to 9% in some cases which SJs just look at me and they like, wow, you're weird, or wow, you don't belong here, or wow, there's something off with that one, wow, he's mental, or, you know, just insert label after label, because, again, everyone is like them, they know that they're like everybody else, they're the ones that can easily fit into any situation because they make up the majority, and our society is structured around them, completely around them, so what are you going to do, right? So the only thing an intuitive is left to do is to try to navigate that territory and pretend to be an, e an SJ, or even in some cases an SP, just to be able to cope with the fact that we're in an SJ society, right? So, and don't forget, like, there's, every society on the planet has some kind of archetypal bias towards it. Not every society is an SJ society. Some of them are SP societies. Like there's a lot of societies um, or nations in Africa that are very SP oriented. Uh, Japan is very NT oriented. Uh, you know, so like, so being SP oriented means you're an artisan oriented or NT oriented means you're an intellectually oriented. Um, there's also some nations that are um, um, NF oriented, which is idealist. They're very idealistic, right? which means they sometimes value progressivism um, really, really high uh, with how they structure their nation and their laws, etc. So it's very interesting to see the temperaments, you know, it certainly affects the micro level, but it also affects the macro level as well. And all of these different archetypal biases are present and we need to be aware of it. So, so yeah, uh, that's the first temperament. I'm probably going to be doing another video in the very near future about the next temperament which is the artisans so if you found this video educational helpful um or assist you in any way please uh, leave a like or subscribe if you have any questions leave a comment 
and I will go out of my way to answer your question. And uh, yeah, so thanks for watching, and I'll talk to you later.